Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. So it's the penultimate preseason update as we look at the results across all teams, which players are informed, talking points and observations. Hit subscribe to follow this and other useful FPL content throughout this season. Scout's preseason page is one of the main resources I use for these where you can find the fixtures and results, form players, including lots of information not included here, including minutes by player, set piece takers and new signings. It's one of the many features you get as a member and it's only £2.99 a month, 30% off. Click the link below to join. Starting with Arsenal, whose last match was the 5-3 win over Barcelona. Despite conceding three, they looked by far the better team. We discussed this fixture a bit in the last video, but one thing we didn't look at was the lineup. Arsenal faced Man United three days before, so there was some minor rotation, but it was almost full strength. Partey started over Rice, Trossard started over Martinelli. Trossard was man of the match with two well-taken goals, so if you own Martinelli or you're looking at him, the question is whether to go for him or not. Let's not forget, last season Martinelli was Arsenal's top goalscorer, and add to that, Trossard can play as a left-sided eight, more likely competition for Havertz. Though there is a small rotation risk there, Martinelli's worth a go for game at one still. He is higher upside, but if you don't want to take that risk, then Erdegaard's a great pick, but he sets you back 0.5 mil more. Sinchenko's not featured yet in pre-season. We've seen Timber and Tomiyasu filling in at left-back. Gabriel, Saliba and Wyatt, the other three that started against Barca. On to Aston Villa. There was an interesting announcement yesterday evening, which is that in the 23-24 season, refs will add World Cup-style injury time, or in other words, we'll see stoppage time reflect actual stoppages more closely. So we should see plus 10 minutes showing up on the board and that sort of thing. My immediate thoughts were, one, this will be great when you're hoping for an attack in return as there's still more time for it to come. Two, it'll probably be painful when you're hanging on to a clean sheet and waiting for the ref's whistle to lock it in. And three, this should be great for players who are good for expected minutes and come off less often. So Watkins from Aston Villa immediately sprung to mind. In fact, only Kane played more minutes among strikers last season. Some others off the top of my head are Fernandez, Saka, Salah Bowen and also Tony when he's back. Watkins has two goals in pre-season and he could even be on pens after burying one. The RB the other standout after signing for Aston Villa. He's played 45 and 71 minutes and he has a goal in those last two games. The 6.5 mil bracket looks absolutely stacked with Mbumo, Mitoma and Eze all very good options. We'll talk more on the 6.5 mids in a sec. Iriola's first match at the Vitality Stadium ended in a 3-1 defeat to Atalanta. Solanke assisted Senesi. A few Bournemouth players have chipped him in returns, but none look convinced in FPL picks from Gaming 1. Clover has two assists, 5 mil not a bad price, but he is unproven and he doesn't have an impressive record before signing. I don't think many of you are looking at Bournemouth, if any, so we'll skip over to Brentford. 
A few talking points here. Brentford drew 3-0 with Aston Villa and they won a penalty which Mbumo took and he scored. So there is potential for Mbumo to be on both penalties and corners. Last season he took 71 corners in the league. I ran a poll on the best 6.5mm mid and the results were incredibly close after 10,000 votes. Mbumo just a few percent ahead of Eze and Matoma. Brentford had the worst gimmick fixture of the lot, but their opening four are very good and you buy a player for more than just their one week in FPL. That said, Spurs certainly not the worst fixture at all given how shaky they've looked in pre-season. Interested to know which 6.5mm mid you think is the best, let me know in the comments. If your team is very template, then nailing the right one could be the edge. Speaking of the 6.5mm mids, Matoma's got two assists in pre-season. Adingra scored a brace playing left wing, though general consensus is that Matoma's not a rotation risk heading into game 1. Brighton do have some serious depth, which this shows here. I'd say Matoma is one of the most secure positions in the 11. Once European football starts after game 5, it could be a situation to monitor though. That's when we might see Deserbi rotate more. Jao Pedro has impressed in pre-season, but Welbeck has two goals and Ferguson will get lots of minutes this season as well, so proceed with caution. Marsh has only played 45 minutes, which was the Chelsea game at the very start of pre-season. We'll see in the final update next week where he does play in their last game. Good news Bayer owners, the 4 mil defender actually scored Burnley's only goal in the draw against Betis. That's about all you need to know from Burnley, pretty much everyone else is in a void in FPL. They've had a busy pre-season though, and they were back in training earlier than anyone, so could they give City a tough time in game 1? Chelsea held Fulham to a clean sheet and a third pre-season goal from Kunku that game. He's really thrown his name into the ring as a great option to take into game 1, don't be put off by the Liverpool fixture. Jackson didn't start that game, coming on at half-time. Pretty much everyone subbed off at half-time, but Nkunku was one of few who didn't. My thoughts are he'll be the one to go for over Jackson, despite Jackson in slightly better form in pre-season. He isn't completely nailed, there could be games here and there where he's on the bench. I watched the entire game and Chilwell really impressed me. He took a corner from both sides and one of them leading to an assist for Thiago Silva's goal. He also had a well taken shot saved. Mudrick was given the game off as he's in London for another match, which I'll be at actually. Colwell just signed a six-year deal with Chelsea, and I do think he could also emerge as a fantastic former and half-mil defender, if not the best. Eze is one of the most informed players in pre-season, scored an unreal solo goal against Sevilla. He's really impressed me as far back as the start of last season, and as we saw in the six-and-a-half-mil poll, he's still a popular pick. Sheffield United gave me one a great start and fixture, and he is the talisman with Zaha gone now, and he should be on pens as well with that in mind. Ahmad is the other standout, 4.5 mil midfielder, 1 goal, 2 assists. He may not be nailed though. For a more boring, reliable pick, Nakamba's the one, but very unlikely to get you any returns. Everton have now kept 3 clean sheets on the bounce, albeit against Stoke, Bolton and Wigan, 1 goal conceded in pre-season in total. Given they face Fulham at home in game 1, who are expected to be without Mitrovic, Tarkovsky or Pickford look like options. I'm considering Tarkovsky myself, he's also an aerial threat on set pieces. Danjuma started up top against Stoke in the absence of Calvert-Lewin, though 5.5 mil not the best price. Fulham have had a short pre-season as far as fixtures and one game left to play, very little to report here. After the loss to Chelsea, Marco Silva called the first half their worst of pre-season. Certainly not inspiring comments, how much will they struggle without Mitrovic? They have signed Jimenez, so they've got him and Vinicius as striker options, though Jimenez hasn't looked the same player since his head injury and you can't really blame him. Avoid Fulham and your FPL teams, barring Leno perhaps. Hit like if you appreciate the hours that go into these pre-season videos and make sure you're subscribing for the final update in one week. 
So we've got Liverpool next, and there's so much to discuss here. Salah has the most returns, one goal and five assists. A comfortable win for Liverpool and Singapore, beating Leicester 4-0. Here's how they lined up for that one. It was Darwin who played through the middle, and he scored again, so that's four goals and one assist for him in pre-season. Let's not forget though, he did have a good pre-season in 22-23, and he disappointed early on. Though he's had a year to adjust, so could this be his season? My worry for Liverpool is the amount of quality depth. Klopp could line up with Diaz, Darwin and Salah, and then the next match Gakpo, Jota and Salah for example. One thing I'm certain of, there's going to be a lot of points to be had, but picking the right one's going to be tough. Trent and Salah obviously the two worth it in my eyes, or if you like a gamble then Darwin. Trent played in defensive mid in Liverpool's first two matches, but against Leicester he was back to his inverted fullback role, where he thrived like he did at the end of last season. He's having a good pre-season Trent. Morris has three goals in three games for Luton now, only five and a half mil. Is he someone we're completely overlooking, as someone to potentially bench in game week one and the start thereafter? A fairy tale story from Mpanzu is the first ever player with Luton to go from non-league football all the way to the Premier League with one team, and he scored against Sheffield Wednesday. Not an FPL option, but Nakamba is, who's just signed for them on a permanent deal, four and a half mil midfielder, and he came off the bench in their last match. Man City were defeated by Atletico Madrid 2-1, technically the last game of their pre-season. The Arsenal match next is the Community Shield. This was Man City's lineup for the Atletico Madrid game. Another start for Foden, who's been operating in the middle, whether as an 8 or a 10, or drifting infield from a winger role. De Bruyne once again an unused substitute, so Foden's expecting minutes look really good right now if you are looking at him or already have him. Diaz is arguably the most nailed Man City defender, bar Edison, and it's worth noting he nodded in Man City's goal. Haaland's two goals came against Yokohama. On to Man United then. They've got two games left to play which are a day apart, so it'll be A team and B team split. They lost 3-2 to Dortmund last match, Dallow and Anthony the scorers in that one. It's worth mentioning Anana didn't start, he was brought on at half time with Man United 2-1 down then. Dallow had a great game, this was his touch heat map. And on top of that, Wamba Saka had a poor game. Is Dallo someone we're overlooking given this 0.5 mil discount on Shaw and attacking threat? New signing Holland, not with the squad yet. Interested to see how Bruno benefits from having a proper striker in front of him. Newcastle drew with Chelsea and then defeated Brighton 2-1. Amazingly, Anderson still isn't slowing down. There's four goals and three assists in pre-season for him. He's still not expected to be a regular starter given their depth in midfield, but for 4.5 mil, perhaps it's a breakout season on the cards for him. No clean sheets in any of Newcastle's pre-season games so far, two to play, one goal one assist for Isaac. Forrest haven't scored in two games now, so if you've got an Arsenal defender or Ramsdale it's good reading. Defeated 1-0 by PSV and they lost 2-0 to Leeds. No informed players to highlight, so let's skip over Forrest completely. In typical FPL fashion, Forrest will probably get a result at the Emirates now, but if you ask me, triple Arsenal is essential for game week one and double up on attackers is the way to go. Good news Bulldog owners, he scored against Derby and he played 90 minutes last match, exactly what you want to see as their pre-season draws to a close. However, the concerning news for United fans is Ndai has signed for Marseille, he was their top goalscorer last season. On the other hand, if you have got Johnston or perhaps a Palace defender, this on paper boosts their clean sheet chances in game week 1 a bit. Tottenham strolled to a 5-1 victory over Lyon City. The Kane situation is still up in the air, however Richarlison netted a hat-trick that match, which is well worth a mention, could be their centre forward in Gemic 1 if Kane does leave. He'd be an out-of-position FPL asset having been reclassified as a midfielder this season, one extra point per goal and clean sheet points. That said, Spurs have looked shaky defensively, so who knows how many clean sheets they'll be keeping. 
West Ham were defeated 3-1 by Rennes, Suchek scored and another Emerson assist. That's a goal on three assists for Emerson in pre-season now, though potentially still a rotation risk with Cresswell. After returning to the squad, Ariola started the last two games, which is promising. He played 90 against Dagenham and he was off at half-time against Rennes. Bowen's been having an excellent pre-season with three goals and three assists and he's got Bournemouth and Gimmick 1, perhaps an under-the-radar pick. Mubama, the 4.5 mil forward we mentioned in the last update, has three goals as well. Wolves drew 1-0 with Celtic and here's a throwback, Doherty got the assist for Wolves. It was a penalty that he won and it was converted by Cunha. Three goals for Cunha, one for the watch list, certainly not for Gimmick 1 away to Man United. We've got one final pre-season update to come in one week, so make sure you're subscribing. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.